0: Hello, and welcome to Love in the Time of Everyone, a podcast about the ways relationships have changed over the past few generations. I'm your host, Emily Diekman. A while back, I talked to a couple named Jenny and Sarah, who told me the story of how they met and fell in love when they were in college at Arizona State University. Go Sun Devils. I actually started this podcast as my capstone project for my ASU degree. Anyway... Sarah had been interested in Jenny for a while, but Jenny was dating someone back in Minnesota, where she was from. When Jenny and her ex finally split up, she and Sarah started dating, and they fell in love pretty quickly. Jenny's roommate situation was kind of complicated at the time, so they ended up moving in together after just a week, and things progressed quickly. Jenny lays out the timeline here.
1: Yeah, we moved in together into her apartment after about a week, and... April 1st was the day that we, like, officially started dating, like, on the calendar and stuff. And then, so Easter wasn't too long after, and that was when I met her family, and she showed me my ring. I had my grandmother's ring,
2: and so I, I showed it to her, you know, like, hey, do you like this, you know? So
1: three weeks. We were dating for three weeks, and she showed me my ring the day I met her parents, who I love. And then by June, the June 24th or so is when she proposed. So we were engaged after about two months.
0: I always have to wonder in situations like this, how people balance their feelings and the world within their relationship with the feelings of the external world around them. They were 21 when they started dating, 23 when they got married, and 24 by the time they started a family. So I had to ask, did it feel really wild and risky at the time?
2: I knew, like, Jenny, I knew Jenny was the one I wanted to spend my life with. Everything about her, I just... That's, I, I don't know, like, yes and no. Like, yes, my rational brain was kind of like, this is crazy. Like, we're posing go girl. It's only been a couple months. But at the same time, I knew it felt right.
1: And I was, I had just come out of about a four-year relationship about two months before we started dating. So I really had no idea what I was doing because I had been dating someone since my junior year of high school.
2: But long distance. Too. But long
1: distance. So, you know, I had no idea what was supposed to happen in a, you know, quote-unquote adult college relationship because I had still been in my high school one. Um, So, yeah, it was, it was, it felt right. And neither of us, you know, Sarah came from a long line of happy marriages that worked well and. Happy family time. And I did not. So I had no idea what I was getting into, to be really honest.
0: When they were first getting married, they were dealing with the sorts of stuff lots of couples who were about to get married face. Jenny had grown up Jewish, and Sarah hadn't, for example.
1: You know, just normal the couple first time,
2: stuff. The first time I met her uncle, uh, who was kind of a religious patriarch of the family, I was trying to make conversation. I was trying to earn some brownie points with the family. <laughs> so, just to make conversations, I was like, hey, um, you know, so what is involved in a Jewish wedding? You know, I just, I just want to know. And he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, two Jewish people.
0: Then they had disagreements about the wedding itself. Sarah wanted a big white wedding, for example, but Jenny kind of just wanted to elope. They started dating young, so they were getting their careers started up. They both work as teachers. But one thing they didn't face at the time was any stigma about being in a same-sex relationship. Because when they met and got married, they weren't a gay couple like they are now. Sarah is a transgender woman, meaning she was born in a male body. And at the time she and Jenny got married, she was still identifying as a man. We're not going to use the name Sarah used before, what she calls her dead name here. And Jenny, for her part, had always considered herself straight. But when they look back on it, well... Here's Jenny.
1: She had a very feminine air about her. She did. Poor thing. She thought she was really doing a good job of hiding it, but um, I just there was a, it was a different interaction. It was a different experience. I mean, I always kind of dated these super like bro guys, and she wasn't a bro guy, so it was a different by coming off of her, you know, like right away, we knew we wanted the same thing. That was like our first date was, what do we want? Where is this going? We're both graduating college. What, what are we doing? And we both had very similar ideas and views, and desires. And I think that was different for me right off the bat because of the people I dated in the past were very differently mindsetted than me. So that was definitely something that drew me to her. And I think in some weird way, there, you know, there was that air. There was just like my, my, my soul just knew. You know, there's really no way to... It's something neither of us believed in before, and I'm sure we'll get to that later, but apparently our soul just knew.
0: Meanwhile, Sarah had always felt kind of different, but wasn't sure exactly what that meant.
2: So as I was growing up, I definitely knew there was something different about me, but... I wouldn't say I was questioning anything because like Denny said, you just did what was expected, right? Like you graduate high school, you go to college, you get married, you have kids. You know, it's like you never stop to question that when you're younger. It's just you do what you're kind of expected to do. That was that was the path you were on. So, you know, ever since I hit puberty, I was doing weird things like sneaking in my sister's closet and trying her clothes. But I chalked that up to just some weird part of me that I would never... That anybody
0: else know about. But anyway, back to the beginning. It was 2004 when they got engaged. Everything's going well. They're starting their careers. But Sarah still has this part to herself that just feels different. And she's trying to figure out the best way to explore it.
1: Um, I, I kind of call it the the pink satin tank top chapter of our life. She bought me this pink, this pink satin tank <laughs> top that there, uh, my body wouldn't even fit in. Like, it just, it was just <laughs> not anything made for anyone with any sort of a figure, which I very much had. And, um, Sarah decided to dress up for Halloween that year, and this is before, before we were married, like coming up on our wedding, um, as the bearded lady. And it's just funny now, in retrospect, all the, all the little, little things that were happening that I just never put together, but, um, she decided to dress up as the bearded lady and surprise, guess prize, you were? Yeah. The pink satin tank top. So Oh, can um, I
0: borrow this? Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's literally what it was like. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I mean I'm clearly not wearing it. I can fit like one arm in. Um, and so she wore that and it was just okay, you're a bearded lady, no big deal, Halloween. That's what you do on a
0: When they got married in two thousand five and when they started a family, two boys, Morgan and Toby. This continued.
2: So like, I started doing things like Like I would try to get Jenny to buy these like feminine lingerie pieces
1: that were never anything I would even like, but it was like,
2: I was struggling with the duality of like, I liked it. I wanted to wear it, but that was still a secret. So maybe I could get Jenny to wear it. and, And so I was kind of, quietly in the background like struggling with that stuff but so i'd be like oh hey hon like why don't you buy this it's really cute she'd be kind of like like, uh yeah have you met me sure (laughs) whatever so she would kind of buy it to make me happy and then it would go in the closet and she would never wear it but it would move
0: so yeah sarah's sneaking into the closet to try on all this cute lingerie and it's not like jenny isn't noticing it but neither of them are sure what to do because sarah's struggling and struggling with this like, she just didn't understand why she felt this way.
2: I, I didn't know what I was, and I was still discovering it. But there was a lot of shame there, too. Like, every time I did something, like sneak into the closet and try on one of the pink satin things I would buy for Jenny, like, immediately afterward, I would take it off and just feel like horrible shame and vow to never do it again. But then I would end up doing it again. And so it was this.
1: There's this very quiet morph over time when I think she realized, because she, there were a few times Sarah asked me, like, hey, do you mind it And I'm like, I don't care. It was, a,
2: it was a slow, like, pushing of the on. Like, you know, it started with, like, silk pajama pants, you know, from the women. That,
1: that were, know? like, navy blue. You know, like, as, as masculine as you could find that fell under the, like, women's category just so it's like, you know, like Yeah, they could, they
2: could pass and so, you know, it was it was stuff like that where it was a slow, really slow pushing of the envelope, you know, and then like a couple years later, you know, it'd be like oh, can I wear the matching tank top that came with it? Then it, you know, kind of went into, hey, can I wear these women briefs, you know, quote unquote and and so it was this over, it was over like 10 years and it was a slow you know, pushing of the boundaries and it was only with Jenny like, you know, nobody else knew. The kids didn't know. It was a long period of figuring myself out.
0: Of course, there's no one universal way that transgender folks, or any LGBTQ plus folks for that matter, come to terms with their identities. For Sarah, one reason that she took so many years to come to terms with it was the way she grew up.
2: I, I grew up in a rural area of Arizona, like rural, like predominantly white, like very conservative. And so words like trans, I mean, A, they were still being invented at that time. And B, they were not part of my world at all. Like I I knew what the word gay meant, but it was used as a slur in my high school. It wasn't like defined. I didn't have any friends or family that were out anyway. Um, It's kind of funny because all of my close friends from high school basically have come out at this point. So. Somehow we had all found each other.
0: But things kept escalating. Sarah gets a job teaching online, so she spends all day at home while Jenny is at work and their two sons are in school. She'd go get dressed as soon as they left the house and spend all day feeling like, like herself, you know? She had several sets of clothing by then, and Jenny knew about it. She was fine with it. But since they weren't sure what was going on still... They agreed Sarah wouldn't wear women's clothing in front of the kids. So by the time everyone got back in the afternoon, Sarah was back in men's clothing. This went on for a long time.
1: That, was, that went on for years. Four years. Four years. And it was about, like, 2015 or so when I finally looked at her and I was like, you are depressed. Like, I don't know if it's working online, I don't know what's going on with you, but you are depressed. And you need to figure out what's going on, and we need to figure out what's going on because something is happening. And it was um, not long after. That. It took
2: me about a year to catch up. Because like, at first, when she told me that, I was like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. But I, I was. I was I was dressing like a woman, like, at home. And I was happy and free and enjoying my time. And then the time to get dressed back in a, you know, guy mode would come around when Jenny and the boys would get home. And I started getting depressed every time. And, you know, so it kind of went on and it got worse and worse it really had to hit me in the face before i was like oh jenny was right so it took me about a year to realize you know jenny was right the whole time
0: so jenny and sarah both started doing what i think a lot of us would do in the situation where we didn't know what to do they started googling
1: so like i started googling things and just like is my wife transgender or like am I, is my, well, my is my husband transgender or you know what what even remember what exactly i was googling just trying to find some answer to what could be going on with why she was dressing the way it was means she had started googling herself as well you know different things trying to figure herself out too
0: they both agree it was jenny who kind of put everything together first before sarah was really ready to accept the truth about who she was it was difficult for both of them to face at first This counselor and therapist named Tina Clark, formerly Tina Livingstone, who has worked with gender-diverse clients and their families for 20 years now, wrote about this in a 2015 study in the Healthcare Counseling and Psychotherapy Journal. When the way you picture your future with someone shifts so drastically and profoundly, it's actually pretty common to go through the whole five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance
1: um after going through a bit of a mourning period of can I go through this and can I stick with well, I think it was
2: more the mourning of losing our normal. You yeah. Know.
1: And having to kind of be out there so much more than you know, we could go anywhere we wanted to. We were a uh, this gender looking, straight, straight hetero couple with two kids doing, you know, living the quote unquote American dream. Like that's what we look like everybody. And go and you know in our you know we're teaching we're about 10 years into teaching at this point so we're like can we my whole brain was going can i am i strong enough to uproot everything everything change, change, change everything. our entire life shake everything up and still survive to make it work and there were tears for me at night on my pillow while she was sleeping where i lay awake thinking think of this stuff but at the end of the day it was all these, i here to say, Like, I didn't marry parts of a person. I married the person. So I have nowhere to go. She's my best friend, first and foremost. I need her in my life. I need her. I need to be married to her. Like, this is, this isn't anything I'm leaving behind. I can't leave it behind. I don't want to leave it behind.
0: That's so sweet. It's the type of thing that makes you, or at least makes me, really feel like, wow, love is real. (laughs) But, Something else started to happen while Jenny was doing all of this reflecting and researching and thinking and googling.
1: So after kind of sitting on it ourselves for a while, and during this time too, I'm realizing that if she is transgender, I suddenly was way more invested, in and I loved her. Don't get me wrong, like the whole time, absolutely best friend, soulmate, everything. But I started going, well, hey, I'm kind of excited thought of being in a relationship really with woman. I can definitely get a
2: horrible thing.
0: That's right. Once Jenny really thought about the idea of her husband becoming her wife, she kind of felt like she liked that better. In fact, about a year before this, Jenny had decided she was probably asexual. Their intimacy had gotten less and less frequent. Jenny was just having a hard time working up the interest in having sex with her husband, and being asexual seemed like it explained the situation. Why else would she consistently just not be interested in sex with the man that she loved?
1: And the second I was willing to let myself think about women the way that I had been brought up to think about men, it made me it, yeah, it made me connect a whole bunch <laughs> of knots. Well, literally, like all the way back to third grade when that girl moved in. You know, or, like my room was covered in Spice Girls and not Backstreet Boys and then sink. and that's why I was always. You know, like a different Spice Girl for Halloween or Britney Spears. You know what I mean? Like, it was always—there were so many—there were so many dots that got connected.
0: So, they're both doing a lot of soul-searching. They sort of discussed it with each other. Like, mostly they'd sit on opposite sides of the couch, quietly Googling. But even though they both had a pretty good idea of what was going on by this point, they hadn't actually come out with it yet. But finally— After years of Sarah's depression, after Jenny had gone through her whole mourning period and realized that she actually preferred the idea of wife Sarah to the idea of husband Sarah, they couldn't ignore it any longer. There was one other factor that made things kind of come to a head. They'd suspected for a long time that their son Morgan, who was nine at the time, might identify as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And they were totally supportive of that whenever he was ready to come out. They figured the best way to make sure he felt comfortable to be himself, even if being himself meant being different, was by living by example. Anyway, a few years ago, they finally stopped beating around the bush.
1: And then in spring of 2016, um, we were both getting in bed and laying down, turned off the light, got really quiet, and Sarah rolled over and said,
2: so we, we kind of both really said the words out loud for the first time that summer, and, and I was kind of like, you know, I think I want to transition.
1: And I was like, well, that's okay, because I think I'm gay.
0: Holy guacamole. So there it was. I'm not going to belabor the point of how unlikely this must be. I mean, what are the odds? In any case, they'd both finally come out with it. Interestingly, that study I mentioned earlier by the therapist Tina Clark said that in some countries, at least historically, transgender people in heterosexual marriages, people like Sarah up to this point, would need to get divorced before they could have their gender affirmation surgeries. If this were true in the United States today, if Sarah wanted to receive her surgery, which she does, she and Jenny would have had to get divorced, even if they wanted to stay together. Even if, against all expectations, it actually made them stronger as a couple. Fortunately, that's not the case. So, Sarah, and Jenny for that matter, can both live as her true self and stay married to the woman she loves. So, Sarah and Jenny are solid. From there, they just had to figure out how to tell everyone else. First, they had to tell their kids. Partly because of their longtime suspicions about their older son, Morgan, who has since come out, by the way, they'd never been super big on enforcing gender roles in their house. Like, Instead of saying things like, when you get older and have a girlfriend, they'd say, when you get older and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, for example.
2: Yeah.
1: We'd be at Target and we'd walk down the Barbie aisle and the Lego aisle. You know, like, it was just, that's just how we raised them to be. You know, oh, you want to go to the Disney store and look at all the pretty princess dresses? Let's do it. You know, there was never a, no, you can't do that. That's girls, but not for boys. We never raised them that way. And it's almost like we had some weird... Maybe it was because well, like, it I was, had some inkling as to what was going on. I, I don't well, know. Well, it was
2: because of my secret desires. So you know, I didn't want to. I don't know. It was, I tried to walk this very fine line between. I wanted them to be free to explore, but at the same time, I was terrified if I let them explore too much, then my own secret would be uncovered. So it was. It was a struggle. somehow. But yeah, we try to just be really open and on.
0: According to the 2015 U.S. Transgender Survey, an estimated 18% of trans people are parents. But still, there's no real template for the best way to navigate that. Like, Dr. Spock didn't exactly cover how to explain this to your kids. I mean, think about it. We kind of have a vision of what it looks like for children to come out to their parents. But how do you navigate it when it's the other way around? Jenny and Sarah basically sat down with the kids and explained that Daddy wanted his body to match his brain. Together, they decided to pick a new name for the kids to call Sarah. And they all came up with Ima, which is mom in Hebrew, since they're Jewish. It went pretty well. Their younger son, Toby, is really resistant to change. Jenny said he doesn't even like it when she gets her eyebrows done, because, like, that's a change. So they were expecting him to need some more time to process things. But that first night... It was their older son, the one they'd long suspected identified as LGBTQ plus himself, crying in bed.
1: Our 13-year-old, who was I mean, our older one, who was nine at the time, was crying in bed that first night. And we were like, buddy, what what's wrong? We expected him to be like, oh, okay, no big deal. You know, like, be the easier one to handle it. And he's like, well, well daddy still played Minecraft with me. And as soon as... We were like, yeah,
2: of course, because, you know, that was something that we did is we played, like, video games together. And as soon as I reassured him that, like, yeah, like, that stuff's not going to change, like, he almost stopped crying immediately. And he was just like, oh, okay, well, we're
1: cool then.
0: There's also not a ton of research literature on the way kids are affected by a parent's transition. But this response actually fits the profile for what is known about the topic. A 2018 study by Jacqueline Tabor in the Journal of Marriage and Family explains it like this. Basically, it's pretty standard in our society to have moms or dads who fulfill specific roles, and less standard to have a neutral parent-type role that's not tied to gender. Yeah, this is definitely shifting in a lot of ways, with different roles becoming more common, but oftentimes, in one way or another, there's a mother role, tied to womanhood, femininity, caregiving, and expression, and a father role, tied to manhood, masculinity, being the provider, and the disciplinarian. So... Even in a house like Jenny and Sarah's, where both parents have always worked, and in the same types of jobs, no less, and where they have always strived to not enforce strict gender roles, these gendered ideas kind of seep in just through cultural osmosis. So for Morgan, yeah, that meant being worried about Sarah no longer wanting to play Minecraft with him once she went from being called dad to Ema. Because playing video games just felt like a thing he did with his dad. But the same study also mentions a handful of other studies about this specific topic. Quote, These studies suggest that most children experience positive or no changes in their parent-child relationship after a parent's transition, or that the primary stressors during the transition period stem from parental conflict and parental relationship dissolution than from the gender transition itself. End quote. Since, through either crazy chance or a crazy miracle, Jenny and Sarah's relationship was stronger than ever, Their kids weren't dealing with these stressors. From there, it was telling family and close friends, then coming out at work. Everyone took some time to adjust, especially Sarah's mom. But for the most part, they say they feel pretty lucky with how things turned out. Sarah's been on hormones to facilitate her transition for a few years now. She did breast augmentation surgery in 2018 and is looking forward to her gender affirmation surgery sometime this year which was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. On top of the obvious physical transformation and shift in how the relationship looks to the world, the couple says they're now much, much happier. For example, Jenny said Sarah has always been very type A, but looking back, it seems like a lot of that came from just wanting to have some semblance of control when she felt like she didn't have control over being in the wrong body. After she came out, she was almost immediately much happier and more relaxed in a way that pretty much everyone noticed.
2: Like, you don't, you don't realize... I mean, it's, it's keeping a secret. And I was keeping a very big secret um, from everybody, you know? Also from myself, too. There was a lot of, like, not admitting to myself, like, who I really was. So you don't realize when you have to keep a secret like that, like, how much it starts to weigh on you, like, year after year after year. So finally, like... Being myself and being honest with myself, like 100% honest with myself, was very freeing for for both of us, I think, because not only were we honest with each other, but we were honest with ourselves. And so it just, it takes so much stress away. Like, you're not worried about, like, you're still worried about everyday stuff, but you're you're not carrying this secret, this weight, this burden anymore. And so, you know, we still had a lot of challenges we had to face with transitioning and how are, you know, are we going to face discrimination and, and that kind of stuff. But those added challenges didn't even come close to comparing to the stress of carrying that burden. I
1: think for me too. I mean, I was no longer keeping this big secret either.
2: But you didn't even know you that were. That
1: I didn't it. even know I was keeping, but I was. Well, and even the secret about you, you oh, know, yeah. like your secret, I was keeping that too. So I think as soon as that was all out in the open... People noticed that both of us were a lot happier, and we were happy in our marriage or before, I and mean, that's obviously why we stuck together, but just the overall aura of both of us, I think, did
0: Lastly, of course, this experience totally changed the way they think about love. Even when they were in college, moving in together after a week and getting engaged after just a couple of months, they never believed in soulmates. Now, things are different.
2: There's no way to look at us now and not believe in like I I I don't have all the answers by any means, but there's I I don't know if we did something good in the past life, or I don't know if we were just destined together, or I don't know if our energies just found each other. Like I don't know what it is, but I have to acknowledge that there's some greater force that kind of helped us along.
1: Well, I'm a total cynic, and I have to agree. For our marriage to come
2: out so much stronger, our parenting, and finding each other in the first place, like right? That's
1: the the big odds, one. the odds of us finding each other in the first place, you know,
2: like, are astronomical.
0: Soulmate is a funny word. It's the type where if you ask twenty different people for its definition, you'd probably get twenty different answers. And then if you ask them after fifteen years of marriage after children and changes and trials and realizations and freedoms they never could have imagined, you might just get 20 answers that are completely different than before. A huge thank you to Jenny and Sarah for telling me such a deeply personal story. You can follow their adventures on Instagram. I'll put links to their pages in the show notes, but Jenny's has the more active page, so that's J-E-N-N-I, B as in boy, E-R-R. Thank you, as always, to Bridget Thumb, Kathy Rivers, and Gabriella Yadagari at KXCI for their help, and to Local Kindergartner for the theme music. A link to the fantastic Local Kindergartner EP is also available in the show notes. You can follow this podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Love in the Time of Everyone. And please like, subscribe, and review if you like the show. Or those are also good places to leave feedback if you don't like the show. We'll close today with a few words from Richard Bach. A soulmate is someone who has locks that fit our keys, and keys to fit our locks. When we feel safe enough to open the locks, our truest selves step out and we can be completely and honestly who we are. We can be loved for who we are, and not for who we're pretending to be. Each unveils the best part of the other.